Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. We are back on our Monday morning or Monday afternoon, depending on when you listen to this episode. After all the snow and everything has been died down, now it's just rain and all that bullshit that's muddy and you can't even get your car out whenever you try to drive out your goddamn driveway. Oh, yeah. Apparently, I park on a spot where it's just ground, just soft ground underneath. So, it's it takes me a while for me to get out of my car. But then, I don't want to destroy the property ground considering the fact that I still <laughs> I still pay rent here. <laughs> I don't want it to come out of my security deposit box. Speaking of security deposit, just a quick side note. Me and my girl, we finally have a place. We finally have an apartment. So, yay. My freedom is gone forever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, seriously, my freedom is gone forever. We actually found it, it took a long process. It really did. I'm sure you already had experience in this, but it took a very, very long process. So I'm in the verge of moving completely. We're still moving stuff around. And hopefully, I'd say within the next week or two, I'll be building my new studio. So hopefully the audio quality of the podcast, of my voiceover and everything else will be clear cut as day. The decibels can, you know, go considerably down and you don't have to hear any background audio noise like my computer, for instance, or the roads that you would hear on the outside. It's annoying. It really is, especially when it comes to editing. It's one of those moments where you're like, what the fuck, man? How the hell did that bleed into the microphone? Then I realized, oh yeah, I have a Rode microphone. It hears everything. 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 My microphone can hear everything. But it's exciting. It is exciting, and I can't wait to see what I'm going to build. Hopefully, it's going to be a new portable, you know, closet or studio space. I'm really trying my best to get my head into the zone. Into the zone so I could work a lot more and do what I do best. Not only deliver content, but to serve you in the world of voiceover. But that's neither here nor there. Over the weekend, I saw WandaVision Episode 8 maybe three times. I want to say six, but I'm I'm, I'm just kidding. It's three times. And... Holy shit. Holy shit. I'm going to go a deep dive into this episode completely because by far it is one of the most heartbreaking episodes thus far in this entire season. And it's still hard to believe that we only have one left. Now, this one that's coming up this Friday will be 50 minutes long if you include the credits. But I kind of have a little bit of concerns now. Just a little bit. So, I'm going to talk about all of that and more. All that plus our super villain quote of the day. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shout outs out of the way, shall we? And I want to give a big shout out to all the voice actors out there. You got Gina Scarpa. You got Rob Moreira. You got J. Michael Collins. You got all these other fantastic voice actors that are just 
doing the damn thing. And I want to give a shout out to each and every single one of yous. Every single one of yous. For the simple reason that we are part of a community. And even though that we surround people on a 24-7 basis. You know. And, and, and you know what? I, I don't even want to stop there. You know. Karen Guilfrey. Tom Aglio. And so many others. Jesus. Michael Bell. Is he still alive? I'm sure he's still alive. Yes, he's still alive. Since Michael Bell has become one of my main inspirations to even do this damn thing since he played the voice of Raziel from the Legacy of Kane, the voice acting business is a competitive one, but it is a friendly one, and I am so glad and thankful and humble to be a part of it. So, once again, my shout-out is to all the voice actors out there. We surround people on a 24-7 basis with podcasting, radio, commercials, e-learning, animation, freaking promos, and so much other genres of voiceover. And yet, every time when we try to explain to the average person what we do, they still don't get it. And when they ask me, Oh, uh, can you do a voice? Can you do a voice? And we just respond, this is my voice. This is my voice. So, I just think that's pretty funny. But, nevertheless, shout out to every single one of you guys. You've been helpful. You've been amazing. And you just continue to do the damn thing. And if you're a newbie, if you're a voice acting newbie, and by all means you need help, or you need guidance, or you need... You know, something to help you keep motivated to do the damn thing every single day because it is your passion, it is your love, then keep doing it. And you can hit one of them up. You can hit me up if you want. I'm still new as well. Don't get me wrong. I'm not an expert. I'm still new. But that doesn't stop me from, like I said, doing the damn thing. So shout out to all voice actors of the world. That's all we have for the shoutouts. Let's dive into WandaVision Episode 8, the most heartbreaking episode. And that comes up right in a bit. From the very beginning of the show, we always wondered every now and then, why sitcoms in particular? Why is it that when we're watching Wanda and Vision, hence WandaVision, that it's actually displayed to us as the viewers as sitcoms during the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s? We kept on wondering why. Is it some kind of enjoyment for us? Is it some kind of... Maybe some guilty pleasure for a character trying to control this whole thing. And we realized from episode 8, Wanda and her brother, well, sort of, they loved sitcoms. They loved watching sitcoms. Whether it was the Honey Boomers or Malcolm in the Middle or the Dick Van Dyke show, which, oh my god, Dick Van Dyke, Jesus. Tell me you remember him from Mary Poppins. Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke was an awesome performer, one of the most brilliant actors and singers and, you know, just enigmatic in its own way. 
God damn, now I'm strolling down memory lane with Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins, step in time. Here we go, Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh, man, I remember. Holy shit, great times, great times indeed. And Wanda loved all of that. She really did. And it wasn't until that her house got destroyed by the tech from Stark Industries, and it was soon after that she started that, even though it was hinted back then, that she started to develop her powers just a little bit. She's pretty much known, maybe to us or maybe to the viewers, in the MCU as the first known mutant. Because let's face it, when she was doing tests, when she was doing tests in Sokovia, she interacted with the Mind Stone. And that episode basically indicated that the Scarlet Witch will be born. Or at least will be made, will be modified, so to speak. There's going to be some kind of transgression type of a period. And lo and behold, we got just that. But goddamn, was this a heartbreaking episode. I think my friend Gina Scarpa, shout out to her, by the way. I shouted out to her once again, and I'm going to keep doing it. She told me that she cried, and I don't blame her. I was on the verge of tears myself. I think the one scene that really, really hit me the most is when Wanda was going into the, facil- the facility of S.W.O.R.D. And she was going into the facility and realized, holy shit, they're actually either dismembering or reinventing or trying to put together Vision, whatever the hell they were doing, like experimenting. And she goes down to him, his body in pieces, and she goes to his head, and she uttered the words, I can't feel you. First of all, side note real quick, and I've said this before. I really, really hope Elizabeth Olsen wins some kind of Emmy for this role. Or at least be considered of the Oscars. I know the Golden Globes just happened, which I'm going to talk about in a future episode, maybe on the next one. But god damn, Elizabeth Olsen deserves an Emmy for this role. From the first episode all the way till now, she displayed... So much range of emotions. Happiness. Sadness. Anger. Pain. And she can flip all of them on a drop of a hat. If she does not get an Emmy for this, or at least, you know, I I don't remember how the Emmys work. I'm sure it's very similar to the Oscars. If she does not get an Emmy for this, or at least be considered for one, goddamn, there's going to be a crime against humanity here. No pun intended. Oh my goodness. But that was pretty much the heartbreaking episode the season thus far within the season for me. And that scene alone, that particular scene alone, it dedicates everything. She lost her family. She lost her parents. She lost her brother. And she lost the person that she loves. Not even a real person. He's a machine. But you don't have to be a, a real person to develop feelings and emotions. And one quote that Vision said, and I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head, he goes something along the lines of, what is pain or what is grief if not love persevered? And I'm pretty sure every single writer that is watching that scene right now just yelled out, fuck. Because that just hit you hard, man. That hits you hard. Wanda has been through so much. And this is what I was saying for a few episodes now, that this might entails the tale of 
a hero turn into a villain or her becoming a tragic hero. She has nothing. I mean, yeah, she has the Avengers compound, sort of, but come on. Everyone is going through this separate ways. Ever since Tony Stark died. And ever since Captain Rogers left and he, and he lived the lifestyle that, that we know he's earned. Doing that last dance with Peggy. She doesn't have anybody. And I think that is the part that really hits you the most where this season, this show really explored the, I, I don't want to say mental illness, even though there has been many hints that Wanda is mentally ill, but it's more of a depression that is unfolding right in front of our eyes. Depression. And it's to the point where Wanda has been through so much, you can't help but feel sorry for her, even though we know what she's doing is wrong. Once she got into the middle of that field in Westview and she kneeled down and used her chaotic magic, which obviously we know she's a mutant from the comics and now it's going to be explained hopefully in the next episode that she is the first known mutant, her powers just went way out of control and she created the hex version of Vision in her eyes, in her mind. And then you saw her smile. When it took place back in the 50s, you saw her smile, and she's happy. So it kind of makes you wonder, it makes you wonder a lot of things. Does it make you wonder, okay, even though we know what she's doing is wrong, is it justified? Is it justified to the point that all these people have to suffer, all these people that are puppets on strings... All these people that are suffering, that are taken away from their homes, away from their families, just to back this one person up? I know some people are like, well, yeah, of course. I mean, it's all about her. It's all about her. I get that, but how much of that can we truly get behind just because she is the main protagonist? I mean, I get it. Yes, all the side characters... They're nothing but side characters, so we really don't have an emotional attachment to them. But put yourself in their shoes. Imagine what it's like for you to be trapped in a world where you cannot escape from. Kind of fucks with your mind, doesn't it? But like I said, this episode, Jesus, man. Jesus. And one thing I also realized is... Wanda, in a way, going through so much, persevered through so much, I can honestly say, and even though Kevin Feige has said it due to, you know, her facing off against Thanos and destroying the Mind Stone on Vision's forehead in Avengers Infinity War, she, in my eyes, is the strongest Avenger. But strong internally. And maybe in episode 9, what I'm seeing is they have they had this little still shots where, first of all, before I get to that, I know they had a mid-credits scene where S.W.O.R.D. is now rebuilding Vision and that it's, it's now White Vision where he's pretty much artificial intelligence or 
a complete android, void of feelings, void of emotions, and void of everything. And I did say before that we might get a Wanda versus Vision type of episode. This might be the case. This might be the case. But then it creates concern where it's like, okay, if the episode's 50 minutes long, how in the world can they cram all of that and make it an ending where we know we can walk away from that satisfied? Because if you remember, if you remember in certain shows, whenever they have a season finale, usually the episode is always rushed in some capacity. Now, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here. I really am not. But it is something for you to think about where it's like, okay, history has shown us that whenever we have a season finale, it's rushed in some way. So can we have enough faith in the showrunners and the writers here within WandaVision that can give us an ending that we can truly walk away from and be like, you know what, I can't wait to see Doctor Strange 2 and see where Wanda goes from here. It's exciting. And we have four more days. Four more days for the season finale. I really do hope they give us a bonus episode. I really do. Some kind, some kind of... I don't know. Some kind of bonus episode. I really, really hope that. I really do. But as I was saying before, Wanda is the strongest Avenger. Not because of her strength. Well, her inner strength. Not because of her powers... Not because she nearly decked Thanos into an oblivion. But it's the fact that everything that she's dealt with for many, many years. From her life, from childhood all the way till now. There's some kind of internal strength going on in there. And if there is a way for her to have some kind of redemption. I think it's going to show on episode 9. Just four more days. And I can't wait to see what they're going to do. I just hope they don't kill my man Pietro. I like Evan Peters. I really do. I like him. Can't help it. I like him. Episode 9. WandaVision. Holy shit. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. I know I spent a lot of time on that. There are some other things that are going on too. But I don't think there's really much to even talk about. I think there were rumors that... There's a Superman reboot that's going to happen, this time with a black Superman. I mean, this conversation was probably brought up last year, in a way. And now, Walter... Not Walter Armada, I'm sorry. Ray Fisher. I was about to say Walter Fisher. <laughs> I was about to say Walter Fisher. Deadass, I was about to say Walter Fisher. Ray Fisher continues to bitch and complain about it. And I'm like, dude, enough already. You have your investigator assuming that that is the right person... Enough. It is what it is. Enough. Okay? Joss Whedon is canceled. You got what you wanted from that. I understand the investigation. I don't know if it's conducted or not. And even though Tom Aglio actually helped me to be on your side a little bit, I just want to say enough already. It is what it is. It's done. You've proved your point. You got a lot of people on your side. Whether they agree with you or not, enough. If there's going to be a black Superman, and I know a lot of people were pissed off. Oh, why is Superman got to be black? He's always been white. Yeah, dickheads. There is a black Superman in the comics. So, this is not a diversity issue. As much as people want to seem it as a diversity issue, it's not really a diversity issue. 
Although, you can make the argument that DC Comics, in a way, is trying to represent more diversity, like they did through the shows, through the CW shows, and now they're trying to bring it into the films. That's one argument, but another argument to me is the fact that I see this as, hey, there was a black Superman in the comics, therefore there can be a black Superman in the films. And who can play it better than Michael B. Jordan? Why not? Why the hell not? He has the perfect build. You can market the shit out of him. Like fucking tickets would go high sales in numbers. There will be women that will be, you know, wet all over, all over the seats. There will be guys that are going to be working now. They're going to be cosplays. Dude, you can market and sell the shit out of Michael B. Jordan as a black Superman. I promise you. I promise you. As for me, I'll watch it. I have no problem. I like Michael B. Jordan. I like him as Killmonger. I did not like him as the Human Torch and Fan Four Stick. Well, let's not go into that monstrosity. I like it. So, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But now that we are on the 1st of March, now that I think about it, there are so many things to look forward to now for the 1st of March. Of 1st of March. Throughout March. What am I talking about? Throughout March. We got... The ending of WandaVision coming up. We got Kong versus Godzilla. And who doesn't like a good kaiju fight? Come on. You know you want to see it. We just got to think why. Godzilla, why? Why are you doing this, man? Why are you doing this? I want. I desperately want to play the Godzilla sound effects so badly. <laughs> but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Then we got Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Four hours long. Oof. That's going to be interesting to get through. And maybe... I think I heard on the news that it ends in a cliffhanger. Which kind of makes you think... And I said this before. Maybe there will be a Justice League 2. Maybe there will be a sequel if the movie does very well on HBO Max. Maybe there's a chance Warner Brothers can actually change their minds in terms of doing something very, very well. Maybe there's a chance they can actually have Zack Snyder do whatever they want to do for the sequel. Maybe there's... Okay, I'm going to... I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm having way too much fun with this. <laughs> I feel like Stu... I feel like... You remember that, that episode from Family Guy where Stewie kept on going over and over and over? Like, he kept on saying... Like, he kept on doing just that and his voice just kept on getting higher and higher and higher. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> But you kind of get my point. There was something else that was coming in March. Oh yes, of course. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The chemistry between, you know, Sam and Bucky is going to be hilarious to see on screens. You, you, you know you've always had those kind of moments where you have two best friends and you can get along very well with each of them. Like you can truly, truly get along with them. Like, they are your ride and die. They they are the person that you talk to almost every time. But yet, for some odd reason, those two can never get along. And you're always that middle person that has to get in the way in between. Be like, alright, guys, alright, alright, come on, come on, come on, guys. Let's just get along. Kumbaya, my lords, kumbaya. That's not the case here. Because Captain America is gone. And we just got Sam and Bucky... Pretty much one dicking up after another. I will bet a crap load of money that chances are there's going to be like some kind of buddy cop chemistry 
very similar to Lethal Weapon. You remember the Lethal Weapon series? Of course you do. And if you don't, go watch them. I think it's going to be very, very similar to that. And why not? As long as they provide comedy, they provide great action, visual effects, and the villain Zemo is top-notch doing what he does best, fuck it. Fuck it. March is going to be intense. March is going to be intense. Oh, and also side note, UFC 259 coming in Saturday, Israel Adesonia versus Jan Blakovitz, and of course, you got Megan Anderson versus against Amanda Nunes, the female gold of all mixed martial arts. And the third title fight, Peter Jan, or Peter, against Aljamain Sterling. Just want to throw that in there because you know how much I love the UFC. <laughs> March is going to be epic. It really is. And I can't wait to watch and review every single one of them. I heard Tom and Jerry sucked. I know it's not a comic book show. I heard Tom and Jerry sucked. And after reading and watching Chris Stuckman's review on YouTube, I believe him. I believe him. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have over 110 followers on Spotify, so to help me out tremendously, first, I want to say thank you once again. We are keeping that ball rolling, and the best way for you to help me out, just hit that follow button on Spotify, hit that subscribe button on iTunes, and you know where to reach me on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, fucking Podbean, Stitcher, I am everywhere, my guys, I am everywhere, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you know where to find me, you can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram, Voice of Garcia, and of course, I have a new website, my voiceover website where I will provide services to you if you need me to deliver whatever content you want delivered. Of course, voiceofgarcia.com. It is all red and black. I'm trying to give off a superhero type vibe, you know, a, 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 a superhero, you know, or just be a little bit, I wouldn't say edgy, but uh, cool, you know, just, just, just cool. Just, just be myself, you know, just be myself. And if you can't find me there, OTC Fanatics on our Facebook group. OTC Fanatics. You can join for free. You can post whatever you want. You will get news. You will get updates. I will post my podcast episodes there too. Whatever you want to post is completely up to you. Now, like we do about this time, let's go into our super villain quote of the day. And this one is from Ultron. The most versatile substance on the planet And they use it to build a frisbee. What a waste. And my reaction to that is this. If you have a guy who's a director that is keeping over $3 billion of vibranium, don't let him keep it. I'm just saying, don't let him keep it. Because we know that common trope of the government. When they got money on their side... They're going to do whatever the hell they want. Also, on a side note, real quick, before we go, on a side note, it's very interesting to me that a lot of people seem to think and believe that Age of Ultron is now a great movie because of the show WandaVision. And I saw a meme where it's like, 
oh, on one side you say, Age of Ultron is the best movie now. And on the other side it says, is it or did WandaVision make it better? And it got me thinking every now and then, does future movies and shows make the predecessor that much better? Was there something that we were seeing at that time that wasn't really good at that time, but then we have a little bit more of an intro perspective based on future installments and films? In other words, let's take an example real quick. If you have the Batman movies, the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight series, and then we have the future Batman films now, does that make the Joel Schumacher movies better? slightly misunderstood or good during that time something for you to think about guys we will come back Thursday and we will do question and answers so if you have any questions and answers and I'm going to read them out if you want a shout out it's completely up to you if you don't want a shout out because you don't want to be ridiculed by haters I completely understand but I will do question and answers. It's going to be close to 45 minutes to an hour on the next episode of the podcast. Possibly Thursday. Either Thursday or Friday. Depending on when I don't work so much. You can ask anything you want. I will be open minded. We will do more questions. Maybe 5 to 10 depending on how it is. And I will give my in-depth analysis on each one of them. And like I said. Check out. The next episode for all the hilarious happenings in the world of comic book movies, games, shows, TV, or whatever the case may be. And always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.